Okay, okay, I'm back. Once again, it's been a minute, been a minute. I've been watching a lot of podcasts. And um, I watched the one on, uh, you know, Mob Ties with Jay Prince's kids, you know, son, Michael and uh, Jay Prince Jr. But um, I'm not really tripping off of what Jay Prince said about, um, who was it, Quavo from um, the Migos. You know, this low key threats that he, he know he's been basically you got to kind of read it between the lines. Basically, to me, he's too old to be saying things like that. Um, you know, even in the podcast thing on open, you know, uh, was it YouTube? It's kind of like an open circuit. You know, anything goes on this good videos, bad videos. It all depends on the discretion of the viewers. You know what I'm saying? But. He shouldn't have addressed it there. He should address. He should address it like people said more privately because everything's emo sensitive now. That's why you'll never hear me debate anything online. I mean, I get into a few altercations with things that I say. They say what they say back. Sometimes I correct them. Sometimes I, if it's too stupid, they don't see what I'm talking about. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just your damn opinion because everything on YouTube and dealing with podcasts is opinionated anyway. When you get the mainstream TVs, they have to check and double check facts before they put it out because it could be lawsuits and you know going on behind it. But the thing about all this is. In order for Jay Prince to say something, it had to be some real threatening manners going on that we did not see as the public. We only heard his response on what he knows clearly about. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I don't like the Internet. You know what I'm saying? I can't stand the Internet sometimes. It's like my most I was thinking about that. I went fishing this morning. I was thinking about this all morning and my most discredited taste in my mouth about the Internet was when Nipsey Hussle died. And it wasn't the gang members, it was the non-affiliates that tried to break things down and say the stuff that the government was involved in, this, that, and the other, and they paid. You know, this stuff that don't make no sense. Me, I'm from the streets. I'm retired, I done moved on, but I know the ways of the streets. The streets is a revolving door of respect. There's no love in the streets. You can find your life partner out there, but it had to be mutual, and you have to both leave and go somewhere else unless you just... Because if not, it'll wear you out. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a revolving door, never-ending door. They walk in looking for something, and they, a lot of them don't walk out, okay? So, Jay Prince had to hear a lot of threats behind the scene that was really picking at him and, you know, and bothering him while he was doing this interview. He had that kind of low-key address and let him know, look, I hear what you're saying, and I'm not taking this from no man. Things happen out there. You see what I'm saying? Just like Nipsey. Nipsey got killed by his homeboy because his homeboy was jealous of him because Nipsey had signed his homeboy to his label, but his homeboy never made no money. Now, Nipsey got millions of dollars. He ain't got shit. He get out the county jail. He hear this homeboy, his own homeboy, say uh, some paperwork on you flying around saying, whoa, 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 take care of that. He say, all right. Then he say, have you guys heard my mixtape? They shrugged him off and kind of laughed at it like, huh, he got it to his feelings. Like, nigga, y'all going to tell me it's snitch work on me and y'all ain't going to support me. And I was signing you like you can't pay attention to me. You too good for me, nigga. I didn't make no money with you. Now you got a million dollars. That's why he shot him. That's when the term you're not bigger than the program come in. If you on these streets, you are up under somebody. You may be the alpha male of your generation. You may be the shot caller of your generation, but there are still people, as long as they ain't smoked out and, you know what I'm saying, on those shade tree bullshit, 
they rank is above you. They don't have to be active. They set the trend that you're trying to follow and, and do whatever you got to do to get to that level. You got level makers. You see what I'm saying? And um, sometimes people get beyond that. You know, uh, the best thing to do is outgrow it. Don't go up in there. And, and, and that's what Jay Prince cut. So that's why I say he should have kind of been a kind of a closed mouth about it and outgrew it and took it into a different direction as just a phone call, you know, and, um, it'd have been a little bit better than that, but I understand where he's coming from. If somebody keep nitpicking, acting like they gonna get you killed and you know, that's family and blah, blah, blah. And I can get you, you know, people, they say the most, I don't know what these entertainers think they have to make them seem like they're like really like the, the, the hidden gem or the elite force of getting people killed. But, once you online and you open like that, it's easier for them to kill you than you to kill them. So they need to take in consideration how to walk and talk and put filters on what they do and uh, low key separate yourself basically from the streets. You know, that's kind of funny that I say that because me and Sir Jinx had a talk. You know, we got me, he, me and Battle Cat got a DJ group called the Tempo Kings. Um, uh, basically this year I got a, I, I haven't really been on what I need to been doing, be doing, but I've been, you know, taking care of a lot of certain loot to getting solar panels, put on my house, new roof, you know, stuff like that. These, I got to sign all these papers and permits and, and pass and don't pass when these people do this little work. And it's been going on for like a whole month. So I was going to start a club this year to put us up in there and we go just, you know, old call club, old school. We got new school stuff in there, groups, acts and stuff like that. But I ain't really been on the ball with that one. But Jinx told me, he said, Mike T, you would have went a lot higher and further in the industry if you separated yourself from the streets. Battlecat grew up in Rolling 60 hood. He had a brother that was a Rolling 60, got killed. Battlecat was halfway in it, but they called Battlecat the religious crypt because Battlecat will not let the hood take him under. Battlecat, I'm gonna tell you, and it's the truth. Snoop Dogg said, "If you're scared, go to church." Church has a lot of power in it because that's the way uh, the Creator designed a lot of things. You know, it has its flaws, especially dealing with white churches and touching on kids and shit like that. Because they never designed, they white people didn't did not design the cross. The Africans designed the cross, and even they are pretty much flawed. A lot of them behind the ideology that they're this great interpreter of all the universe. No, you're the interpreter of what you learned and that's it. So people need to learn better to be a better output. The universe is not speaking for you. You're here to speak for yourself through your own um, thoughts and, and, and actions and reactions. But um, besides all that, I never, I didn't, I never separated myself from the streets for the simple fact I was the first real DJ in Inglewood that was connected to the streets. It was only two of us at the time. It was me and my boy, DJ Slice. Slice grew up in the families. I grew up in Center Park down the street in the, in the hundreds. He grew up in the uh, in the 80s. Now, you know, Inglewood family, Center Park, it's basically the same fucking thing. Uh, Center Park got their own identity. Uh, but the, the first, you know, all of Inglewood was Inglewood family. Every every inch of it, except for 102nd Street and the IVCs and the Watergates. Everything else was Inglewood family. And then the Myrtle Streets came there. You had Doty Crip. They went, they turned Raymond, Myrtle Streets turned Raymond. And then the Legend Crips came up about, and then that was Inglewood. They were Inglewood families too. And it's like, you know, a lot of things back and forth, back and forth type stuff. But me being the first blood DJ out of there, you know, representing my, 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 where I come from. And then dealing with gangster rap and CMW and really being the first 
street DJ to cross over to the club because the clubs was totally different from the battle DJ. You, know, you had DJ Aladdin, Joe Cooley, um, those type of characters. They were battle DJs. Bobcat, you know, Egyptian Lover. Uh, or, or, well, Chris the Glove crossed over too, though. So he was before me. He was before me in the club scene. I was right there, but I was more... Chris the Glove wasn't really a battle DJ. He was just a, a pioneer. So me being a battle DJ and cross over to the club, nobody could do a battle. Well, I try to bring battle. I try to bring all the DJs over. They could not do the transition to figure out how to read and substitute music in the crowd and become a puppeteer. They was more wowing the crowd and controlling the crowd. You see what I'm saying? That's the thing about a club. You control your crowd. A battle DJ is you wowing your crowd with tricks and, 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 and crazy stunts that you do. And battle cat's still good at that to this day. When he makes on this digital shit, he still can go into a whole nother zone and take you off the plane of music and bring you into his world. And that's, a, that's why we get, we made up the tempo Kings, you know, cause I'm kind of like, Sir Jinx is a out, out, he's battle cast straightforward. He's, he's, he's just like, he's just designed different. Jinx and I is like kind of like left hand and right. He's right hand. I'm more left hand, but we come from different angles that you're not going to see coming. It's going to be totally off the record. like, okay, that's what's that? You know what I'm saying? That's how we always been. That's how with, uh, the top DJs in LA at our days gravitated towards each other by being a little different than all the DJs trying to, you know, doing the same stunts, you know? So he, but he said, I never separated myself. And I didn't, I, I, I sat there and said, he's right. I didn't separate myself from the streets. Cause when I got tired of dealing with the industry or dealing with the clubs, I go over with my homeboys and just kick it. We get, I don't tell them none of my problems. They could tell if I have a problem, I'd get real quiet and I just sit there and drink and we'd start a conversation, but they could tell us something going on in the back of my head. But I always know I, I, I was the best thinker of all my homeboys. So I was the person to go to if something happened. I, I could shoot it right to you. I don't even know the experience, but it's like I done pondered on that thought before. But I'm not going to go, you know, I'm not going to do it. But, I, you know, this is how I would do it. Take what I said. Take what you said. Do the best you can. Just take a little bit out of mind if you ain't got it. There. You know, that's how I do. I don't tell you to use my steps. Finish your steps. But this is what I can add to it if you want to use it. So, like I said... Jay Prince at the age he is now, he need to just fall back on just being a, a focal head. Or he need, he need to just be, he just need to be hitting the lead, like he like he was at first. So when you get you get pulled into these, uh, like what happened with Suge Knight, the more you talk, the more people aim at you. And you know his kids can handle it, but. They need to bring it, you know, you got to put people in position to, if the weight fall on them, make it fall on them. And you be back there getting all the decisions and getting them out the way. You know what I'm saying? You notice Dr. Dre don't talk unless you really pay him to talk. Cause that's the number one person people want to aim at to bring his name down. And they, everybody, they don't want to make a spot. They want the next person's spot. And that's the thing I don't like about the industry. I never liked about that. You can't, you here to invent. Entertainment is invention. You don't do the same song and dance somebody did and expect to get paid the same when they invented it and you mocked it. And that's the problem with the industry. That's why I don't too much deal with the industry. You know, every, I, I don't. I see a little change and difference within certain people. Like Drake is very inventive. Um, J. Cole lyrically is inventive. Kendrick Lamar in, in, lyrically is methodical and inventive. But and musically, uh, musically I liked the Schoolboy Q's. Uh, 
his music because he's got real hip hop with real live instrumentation and a lot of hip hop samples and stuff. It's just way, it's out, out, outlandishly all over the place, but it goes together. It's really cohesive. And I like that. You know, Kendrick kind of like, to me, he pushes a lot of R&B buttons, but he's trying to be super universal. But he renders all the university, all the universal talk down to a form of simplicity, but you have to kind of, how can I say it? Now it's kind of, he outgrew a lot of his audience. If they didn't grow with him and try to, you know, figure him out the way he does things, they're not going to know because people dumber down to feel younger. Don't know why they do that. People don't want to grow up. They don't want the responsibilities of life and it just fucks them up. You know, it's kind of, I call it the R. Kelly syndrome. You know what I'm saying? Where you dumber yourself down to fit in. You know, some things are left to the next generation. And if the older people uh, 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 solidifies it, it ain't really carry on. Right, we got him doing it. Shoot, we might as well keep going. But if you kind of shun it away and let them, you know, fall into what they're doing, it'll play out faster. But if the older people go into it, then it just makes it just more for them to do, you know. So that's the way, uh, you know. And fads and errors come about, you know, some things are longevity, some things is here today, gone tomorrow. But like I said, I think whoever the other Migo person was, was low key threatening in a, in a matter to where it's like you wanted to do bodily harm to this man and you gonna catch him and pick him off. You know, and, I mean, he heard it blatantly, you know, it's like he let you know, like I heard what you said and I'm, you know, don't, don't, I'm not the one to threaten. So. And a lot of people, they don't hear that. They just hear what you say, and they emotionally run off with it. That's why I don't like the, the social media. They don't fucking think. They hear it as, ooh, like little kids in school. Ooh, they don't hear how it built up. They don't think where the build up at and where they did this, that, and the other at. They don't build nothing. They don't hear none of that. Which don't, they don't even make no sense. So, and it, and it turns out the way Nipsey shit turned out. Everybody got opinion, but and they sound like like I said, <laughs> every all all opinionators got assholes, and all assholes are opinionators. Basically, is what I'm saying. And it, it, you know, at the end of the day, you said some shit that don't even make no sense. You was just talking. You was just what's the boy name? Uh, Hassan Campbell. He's just a fat talker. I can't. It ain't that I can't stand him, but. You say things out of rage, inner rage. You, he has yet to cap his inner rage. His inner rage. How you, you're just not gonna cap that. Okay, you was banned by this bitch. Everybody knows this. But the way he walked into it, he attacked Beastinger, Ronald Savage. He attacked, he literally, he literally and lyrically attacked this man and, and uh, demised his character for coming out first saying Bad Bada touched me. Did he attacked him instead of saying, yeah, he got me too. He attacked him and said, now nah, you doing this for the money. You doing this for this, that, and the other. And the whole time that was his intention. So everybody went against Ronald Savage. And Ronald said, I, I don't want no money. I done turned down movie deals on this. All I want to do is let the word be known. He, he said what he said and he disappeared. Hassan Campbell, he's still ratting and raving. Talking about people, parents and mamas. And, you know, just to be heard and seen like everybody loves me. Niggas don't love you. Niggas is waiting for you to finish kicking yourself in the mouth and gambling on when that fuck somebody else is going. You just have to run across death that day. Death or bodily harm. Because what you throw out in the universe, especially if it, if, if how does it go? Um, 
if you throw something out there, blaming or accusing somebody of something, and it doesn't stick, it goes back on you. And he has a lot of posters on his back that he's not washing off or clarifying until he gets threatened, then he wants to clarify it. Don't throw it out there like that in his first place. He has a lot of inner rage about how people feel about him. People feel what, what you came out saying, that's how they feel about you. And everybody knows you got touched. You got taken advantage of, basically. But you proved yourself to be a man later, but you still running on the same impulse that you got touched on. Like, feel sorry for me, don't feel sorry for me. Feel sorry for me, but don't feel sorry for me because I'm a man, I can say and do what I want to do. But feel sorry, but now don't feel sorry. He's an on and off switch. And he just keep flicking that fucking shit and he's not making any sense. Something gonna blow out. But that's something for him to learn about the ways that the world don't love you. The world can't respect you. Overall, they're never gonna, the overall world is never gonna love one person. They can respect you, but they're never gonna love you as a whole. And then once you understand that part of life, you figure out how to figure out to go to your goals, right? You know, build your goals and keep people off your shit. You know, cause I'm gonna tell you before I go, I remember when I was younger, I was a little older than a lot of the younger people that was running, you know, in the hood. The rest, the rest of the, my friends were, you know, got jobs and they were out of town and start serving and doing, you know, doing other things. So what was left was like, you know, people that are graduated high school and high school. Some people my age, you know what I'm saying? But they would always say we would, they we would drink and, and do whatever. It may be 20, 30 of us. Somebody say, Everybody know they got to go home. You know, it's about 11 o'clock. Everybody a little loaded. And man, I get a house, man. Everybody can stay in my house. I'm the only one over there. Like, I get a house. Ain't none of you niggas staying in my house. <laughs> I'm the one saying that to myself. I've always said that. But I heard everybody. I get all these. All the homies can stay in my house. Yeah, until they finish running your bills up, spilling shit all over the place, ripping your shit apart, not thinking. Just, you know what I'm saying? They take care. Try to, they don't even take care of their own shit or their mama shit. And what come with homie is, uh, oh shit, care less. Cause most niggas on the streets do the shit for irresponsibility anyway. A responsible person is going to be responsible and go as far as they go. Anything dealing with the streets is more about irresponsibility and chance. That's what you get when you run it with the streets. So, hey, and it seems like everybody wants to go that route. And when you go that route and consider yourself in that, that, that general area, you know what's on your other end? You got your immediate opposite of gangs, which is another gang, and you got the police. So you basically being gang bang on by two sources that don't get along. It ain't, ain't the friend of my friends, the enemy type stuff. It's that, I mean, the enemy of my enemy is my friend type stuff. If it was that, then it'd just be one gang. That versus the police. But you choose to come in, choose the opposite, which is somebody just like you with the same goals as you, but you in competition for whatever reason you in competition for, and then you got and you got which makes you the bad guy, and then the good guys actually the police, the feds, and shit like that. But now you got gang members thinking they're the good guy, and the police is the bad guy. No, your ideology is all wrong, and I'm here to tell you that. And I've always knew. Not saying that all police officers are, are good, but 
the ideology of what it stands for is a good ideology, okay? Don't get it twisted. You may not like them for the simple fact they're not scared of you and you're trying not to be scared of them, but they're there to be trained not to be scared of you. You just standing there getting an attitude for no reason because you're irresponsible about what you need to be doing next. That's what the streets do to you. If you can understand that part, you can understand a lot of things of how to get and bless yourself on the way.